Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. I'm currently sitting in a closet in my husband's childhood bedroom in Western Kentucky to record this and uh, really testing out my ability to be a podcaster on the road because I've got big travel aspirations to come. So this is a good way to, to test drive my abilities to record and produce this podcast while traveling. So just had to set that scene for you guys today. Today's podcast is not the one that I intended to record for you today, but it's the one that is fresh on my heart, and I just hope I can make it through it. Two days ago, my hero, my grandpa Daryl, the patriarch of my family, passed away, and um, the sting is still very fresh, and I'm heartbroken. He lived the most vibrant and vivacious 90 years. And I know he lived it fully, but man, no matter how much time you have, it's never really enough with the people that you love. While I know that this grieving journey is going to be a long one, one that will last the rest of my life, I'm sure as grief does, while it might may change shape and form, it's something I'll carry with me because he's never going to be here again. But today, even though it's still very fresh, I'd love to record a tribute to him with lessons that I've learned, things that I want to live on. My grandpa always said that he loved a new audience. He never knew a stranger, and perhaps I get that from him. And so this is me giving him a little bit of an audience and me just speaking some of his wisdom into the microphone. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing. My grandpa thus far is the closest person to me that I have lost. And in a lot of ways, I'm very grateful for that. I know that whoever is listening to this, I'm sure that you have experienced loss in your life in some shape or form. And I just want to hold space for you and your grief and in your loss and send you a very big, big, big virtual hug. You know, something I'm trying to remind myself of right now in this feeling of heartache is that grief in a lot of ways is a gift because grief is a reminder and a signal to us of just how deep we loved someone. And while it is heart-wrenching, I'm so, so grateful for it. I'm so, so grateful to have had such a beautiful, strong relation with my grandfather that makes saying goodbye to him so, so hard. I'm sorry, I'm going to really try to get through this without being a hot mess express. But I also want to hold space for myself and for you to be a hot mess express if you need to be. So your grief is welcome here. And just know I'm wrapping you up in a big hug. 
and uh, reminding you and myself that to love someone so much is what makes grief so darn hard. And it is a gift at the end of the day. The first thing I want to do in in that breath, you know, is um, just to empower you today that if you have felt the urge or you currently feel the urge to call someone or have a nudge or a thought that's popped up reminding you that, oh, you know, it's been a while since I've talked to them. I haven't heard from them in a while. I hope they're doing good. Consider this your sign to pick up the phone and make the call. Shoot over the text message. Drop the note. Feel free to pause this podcast. Normally, I'd tell you to listen all the way through and leave me a review, but there are things that matter so much more than this podcast. And listen, I get it. I know that life gets so, so busy. And I think a lot of us get caught up in the busyness and we assume that the people and the things that are ours will be ours forever. Not just the people, but the things, right? You know, you think about people that go through devastating loss of their homes and their communities because of, gosh, fires and hurricanes and tornadoes. And we take those things for granted, our homes, the things that we just assume are always going to be there. And we do the same thing with the humans in our lives. Even though, you know, we all know that our days are numbered. We don't know how big or small that number is. But I think that sometimes we get caught in the busyness of life that we forget the really important things, which I believe are the relationships are the moments that we have with the people we love most. And unfortunately, sometimes the people we love most get the worst of us because we know they'll love us no matter what. They'll forgive us if we haven't called in a while, if we haven't stopped in to visit. They'll love us no matter what. But unfortunately, there's no guarantee they're still going to be there next time we feel like popping in for a visit. I know you've got a lot on your list, a lot on your to-do list, but I promise you that sink full of dishes that overflowing basket of laundry, I promise you it can wait. Heck, that work project that you're working on, listen, I know it's important, but even that can wait. Five minutes is all it takes. We really never know how long we have with the people that we love. And so I just want to remind you and myself to cherish this time, every moment, every conversation, because one day that's all we'll have of them is the memories of those moments and those conversations. Which brings me to my next bit of wisdom and reminder, which is to take the photos and shoot the videos. You know, I obviously on this podcast and in my community and my coaching, I talk a lot about self-love and body image and learning to love and accept and embrace yourself as you are. And a common theme that comes up a lot, especially for women, is that their insecurity stops them from really embracing life. And one of those things that it stops them from is taking photos. They don't want to be in the family photos. They want to hide themselves behind their kids in family photos. They want to be the person taking the picture, not being in the picture because of the way their arms look or sag or flap in the wind or the way their belly pooches out. And it's heartbreaking when I think about how many memories are lost forever simply because someone was insecure about the way that their belly folds or how they look without wearing sleeves or whatever else it is that you fixate on when you look back at an image. And I know you know what I mean because I think we've all experienced that. We've all had moments when we look back at a picture and we're like, oh gosh, is that what it looked like? And I think we're missing the point. I promise you when you're gone, that's not what the people you love are going to see. They're not going to notice all of those small little details that you're so fixated on and worried about and insecure about. You know what they're going to see? 
They're going to see the smile on your face from ear to ear. They're going to see the sparkle of joy in your eyes, spending time with the people that you love. They're going to remember something funny you said in that moment that had everybody rolling with laughter. They're going to have a memory of you. One of the only things they'll have left of you when you're gone. And so please, I beg of you, for the people that love you most in your life, take the photos, shoot the videos, don't delete the ones that you feel are unflattering, hire the photographer, capture the memories because it's all that we have when the people we love are gone. And I can tell you right now from experience, although I'll say my grandpa was not an insecure man, at least not as long as I knew him. But right now, in this season of grief, the photos and the videos that we have of my grandpa are bringing my family so much joy, so much connection. And honestly, it's it's bringing me some peace. If you guys have been around for a while, maybe you've heard about the Backroad Cowgirls Project, which is a digital mini-series that me and my good friend Courtney Dehoff filmed across California, and we have exciting things to come there, so stay tuned in the future to hear more about what's happening there. But we went across the state of California, and we interviewed people in agriculture of all different kinds and shared stories of them. And we have six episodes, as I'm sharing this podcast, that have not come out yet. And one of them is an episode on my family and our family's ranch in California. And on that trip, my friend Shelby, Shelby Caitlin Photography, came on with us and captured pictures of the entire experience. And I cannot tell you how much. I can't tell you how much those photos mean to me. It is such a precious memory that I have of my granddad. I have videos of him talking about the ranch in his childhood, of me asking him questions about how I fit into the family and him encouraging me. I have videos of him and my grandma (laughs) in their loving banter, talking about the secrets to a long, happy marriage. They were married 69 years, so they have a lot of wisdom to share. If I didn't have those photos, I think that the loss would be even greater. I wouldn't have the memories to look back on and remember him of, and I'm so, so grateful that I do. So please, take the photos, snap the videos, get in the picture, capture the memories. Even if the person that you're taking the pictures of is complaining about it, just do it. Today I visited my husband's grandparents here in Kentucky, and uh, without any shame, I snapped a ton of photos because I know I know they're not going to last forever either. And one day, even though my husband always complains when I take photos, I know one day he'll be so glad that I did. My grandpa was the kind of guy who had never met a stranger. That's for sure. He had this incredible way about him, an ability to connect with anybody from any walk of life, with any opinion, even if it was completely opposite of his own. It was an insane ability to connect on a human level. And even if someone disagreed with every single thing he felt, they'd leave being best friends with nothing but respect for one another. And I feel like in today's day and age, that's so rare. 
And I just appreciate that so much about him. He is the person who instilled in me undoubtedly my love of people and my endless curiosity about them and curiosity for life. He never acted like they're wrong and I'm right. He was more the kind of person who asked, huh, I wonder why they think that way. And I love that about him. It's what the world loved about him. We have a a glamping business on my family's ranch, which means glamorous camping for those of you that are unfamiliar. And where the glamp site is, is right at our family pond. It's a two-acre pond, an outdoor cooking kitchen area. It's where I got married, and it's where all of our family gatherings have been as long as I can remember. It's our meeting place. It's our, it's the headquarters, the ranch headquarters. And now that we've opened it up to people to visit, it's been so fun to share that special place with them. And we get people from all over the world in the middle of nowhere, California, an hour from the nearest gas station, grocery store, anything at all. And we get a lot of folks from San Francisco and Los Angeles. And you can imagine their impression of this 90-year-old cowboy with his felt hat and a gold pin of his cattle brand sticking right through the front of it. He'd ride up in his big white truck, or if he's at a party, he'd be on his bright red scooter that matched my grandma's, and nothing is cuter than my grandparents riding around in their matching scooters. But he'd roll up, and I think a lot of people made assumptions about him and what he thought and what he believed and what he'd be like, because he just looks like a good old cowboy, which in a lot of ways he is. What I don't think they expect is that he's a he's a good old cowboy that has lived a life fully. He went and got his degree at University of California, Berkeley, which if you know anything about Berkeley, I don't think you see many cowboys walking around there these days. He is the smartest man I ever knew, the most well-read, the person who read news from all different sides, watched news from all different sides, and he'd roll up to that glamping campground And he'd strike up a conversation with someone from the big cities. By the end of it, they loved each other. They had nothing but respect for one another, even if their lives and their opinions were nothing but opposite. And I respect that so much about him. You know, that said, my grandpa was the kind of guy that you went to say hello to and you found yourself, you know, just just to say hello. And you would find yourself still chatting with him there two hours later with a full bladder about to burst because he didn't want to feel rude and leave the conversation even just to pee. And sometimes I think he just got a rise out of seeing how long he could keep someone's attention before they finally found a way out of the conversation. (laughs) I think it was a game of his. He had lots of games he'd play because he found so much entertainment in other people, especially when he wasn't able to be as mobile as he once was, although he was a truck driving cowboy till the end. He maybe couldn't get on horseback anymore when we gathered cattle up on the mountain with the family, but he would be in his truck. And he was honestly like a stunt driver, a little sketchy, surprised he didn't go that way. (laughs) But he would sit there and he'd talk to people and he'd just see how they try to get out of conversation because he said he could tell. (laughs) He could tell when someone was looking around thinking, okay, I've been sitting here for a long time. I think I'm ready to go get a snack. (laughs) But he loved a new audience. And he had so many good stories and so many good nuggets of wisdom. And, you know, I'm grateful that for the most part, I always stayed. I always sat there and listened. And I think I just always knew growing up that that time was, I think I always knew that that time was a gift. It really was. And we have so many good one-offs of Grandpa Daryl. Words of wisdom he'd say over and over again. 
like be pretty if you must, but smile if it kills you. Or after doing some chore in the house, taking out the garbage, he'd just look at you and say, well, thank you. You'll get your reward in heaven. (laughs) I guess. I guess grandpa's finally cashing in his rewards up there. And I think I'd like to think that he's just surrounded by a big old group of angels and he's finally found himself a new audience. You know, I think when we think about the things that we miss the most about people, we might think about the big stuff, you know, the big holidays, the big celebrations, the weddings, the trips. And yes, those memories are so, so special. But I think the things that we'll really miss the most are the seemingly mundane moments. The things you don't even notice are special when you're in them, you know, like walking in the house and that smell of fresh brewed cup of coffee, sitting down beside with the morning newspaper and hearing grandpa go off about the latest complaint about whatever the politicians are up to now. (laughs) I'll miss that. Even though I didn't always know what the heck he was talking about. I'll miss that. Sometimes he'd pull an article and underline things he thought were important. When I was in college and or after college, he even got me a, a newspaper subscription to the Wall Street Journal. And I'll be honest with you, I could not keep up with that thing. <laughs> it's a big paper to come every day. I think I preferred it when he just gave me the articles and underlined the things I needed to pay attention to. Thankfully, I had started dating my husband at the time, and he was a big fan of the Wall Street Journal subscription, so somebody was reading it. <laughs> Sorry, Grandpa. This is my confession. But I will. I'll miss those mundane moments. I'll miss getting stuck sitting across from him in his leather chair. I won't get to see the way that he weaves in and out of crowds at the county fair in his bright red scooter, matching grandma, cowboy hat and all. I won't see him parked at the edge of a branding pen, watching his kids and grandkids carry on a legacy together and working cattle. Nothing made him more proud than that. Also, oddly enough, this just came to me, but I'm going to miss that denture gum. Free dent, I think is what it's called. You always ask grandpa for a piece of gum and he always had some in his center console, but it was denture gum. Won't get stuck in your teeth. I might have to buy some just to keep around in his honor. I guess what I'm saying in this is don't take the small moments for granted with anybody in your life. We assume they'll always be there. We don't notice it. It just happens every single day. It's not a big deal. But I just think about my dad. And I haven't been home since my grandpa passed. I'm still here in Kentucky, but I just think about my dad. He's had coffee with my grandparents every single morning since forever. He starts his day there, catching up with grandpa, deciding what the task is for the day, for the week. And it breaks my heart for my dad knowing that he won't get that again. I think it's stuff like that that hurts the most. You grieve the loss of something that used to be so normal so routine. Those moments are special. They really are. But I suppose in the cycle of life, people pass and routines end. And that just gives us an opportunity for a new routine to begin. And that's okay. I think I'll just wrap up with a couple more things that I'm learning and being reminded of through this season. And I think one of the big ones is to love deeply and say it out loud. Don't assume that the people you love know how you're feeling. Be obnoxious about it. (laughs) 
tell him regularly. Kiss him on the cheek. Give him a big squeeze. Tell him what they mean to you. You'll never regret doing it, but you just might regret not doing it. Stay endlessly curious about yourself, about other people, about the world. My grandpa, I'm very grateful. He was very sharp mentally right until the end, all the way through. And I know not everybody has that gift of being able to keep their mind as they age. And I'm so grateful we had him and his because, man, it was a brilliant mind. He walked me through so many things in my life. And I'm so grateful that I had him to chat through the hard stuff, the tough seasons. But he always taught me to stay curious. And I think that was one of his, the things that kept him young and alive. He always wanted to learn more. Always. And I appreciate that so much about him. My grandpa was definitely someone in my life who recognized the gifts within me before, long before I ever recognized them in myself. He used to always tell me, he said, Kaya, whatever you do, you got to do something with people. And at the time, you know, high schooler, I was like, okay, cool, grandpa, what the heck does that mean? What do you mean I have to do something with people? Doesn't everything have something to do with people? I didn't know what it meant, but it's making a lot more sense to me now in my adulthood. He knew that I had this natural ability that I just assumed everyone had. And I know now it's a gift that I was given definitely from him, for sure. He was the kind of guy who I'd sit down and he'd always want to know more about my business. He loved hearing about what his kids and his grandkids were up to. He always lived vicariously through us. He knew he couldn't get around and go and travel as much, but he lived through the lives of of us carrying on his legacy. And I know, I know that we all make him proud. But he'd ask me about my business and what I was doing. And gosh, I think grandpa could have been a life coach. He could have been a motivational speaker. Although I'll be honest, some of his language maybe wasn't PC. <laughs> but he just thought what I was doing here, having a podcast, speaking on stages, coaching women from around the world. He thought that was the coolest thing ever. And he believed in what I was doing wholeheartedly. He understood it in a way I don't think I expected him to. You know, I think it's easy to assume that certain people or maybe people of an older generation won't understand. But Grandpa always understood. It's like he knew that I was going to end up here before I did. He was just waiting for me to figure it out. But he always guided me in the right direction. And I think I'll end with this. Something Grandpa has always taught me. And that is to bet on yourself. In his 90 years, he always bet on himself. He was a bit of a gambler. His favorite number at the roulette wheel in Vegas was 29. And he was the luckiest guy I know. Probably one of the only guys I know that could win playing Keno at a restaurant, pay for everyone's dinner for the whole trip. But you can't win if you don't bet. And Grandpa was all about taking educated risks. And he took a lot of risks in his life. Not all of them panned out, but quite a few of them did. But without risk, there's no reward. And Grandpa's always encouraged me to bet on myself. Always. If there's a crazy dream on your heart, you've got some wild idea, he'd look at you and say, well, I think that could work. And that's something I want to take with me. He believed in me and our whole family so fiercely. And I just want to keep believing in myself. I know there's so much more that I have to say. And I could never wrap up what he meant to me in a podcast. I do regret not ever getting him on my podcast, but maybe I'll find some of my interviews and put him on here one day. I'm grateful I did interview him. It was special. 
while I'm fresh in this grief, I know that the journey ahead is going to be a, a forever one. I'll always miss him. But I'm reminding myself and I'm reminding you that grief, although today it feels like something that has shattered me, I know it's such a gift to have loved someone so much, to have them leave, leave you with a broken heart. My brother told my niece, Quinn, that my grandpa and my great-grandma T always said that freckles were kisses from angels. So he told Quinn and I'm going to believe this for myself too, is that every new freckle that I get, Lord knows I have a lot of freckles. Every new freckle is just a kiss from grandpa. So dear listener, if you've made it through this episode, and if you have walked through any season of grief or loss of any kind, I just am sitting here with you in it, saying that I see you and I love you. And I know we'll get through this. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kai podcast. I'll see you right back here. Same time, same place next week. Love y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.